preparation to make sure my voice would be smooth. Um, also, if you don't want to like record, I totally understand if you already did a thing with Lily. No, 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 that's fine. We can we can do a bit. Welcome to another two-thirds episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, but we're going to complete the series like The Legend of Zelda's Triforce of Power. I'm back this time with my sister, Becky. Uh, We had a crazy schedule this week, and it was just almost impossible for us to record at the same time, but we are committed to bringing this podcast to you every week, even if we have to do it in... (laughs) thirds and or slices however you want to put it slices of pancakes and butter becky how are you doing well um it turns out somebody fed my daughter after midnight and she turned into a gremlin so i'm not doing too well i haven't slept in three days i would like to note that no one feels bad for you said everybody ever Because it is, we are on record talking about how your baby is the easiest baby of all time. And it'll probably take three days for her to bounce out of this. She's probably just upgrading to a whole other level of cute. And I mean, that is why she's up hope, all night. So. I certainly hope so. She owes me some cute. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I have seen the videos lately. That child is like, ridiculously cute. She's like on fire. She, is, she just, she is she on, just yeah. spends the days listening to classical music and... <laughs> saying gibberish with her mouth and her cheeks move like an animatronic from like the the dark crystal like those little gelflings like she, she had looks... some she has some very cheeky cheeks she, she has some, yeah very cheeky cheeks so this week we, we started off we kicked off the lily episode with uh, a sad thing which is of course the passing of luke perry Ugh, my and heart breaks. Lily and I talked a lot about 90210, and we talked about uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but Lily left speaking about his epic role as Fred Andrews on Riverdale for you and I as the Riverdale fans. I mean, I, I, I genu- genuinely don't know what they're going to do because they can't replace him. No. You know? Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I just feel like you know, when they when they thought of this series, they thought, okay, we're going to take the characters of the Archie world and we're going to create, you know, this teen drama around it. And it's going to be elevated and it's going to be different and it's going to, you know, have the, some nostalgia from the comics, but we're going to totally redo this. I feel like the character of Fred and Luke Perry as Fred embodies that the most out of anyone, you know? And they, I would... I would say I 100% agree. I 100% agree, and I think that while they're, they, they weren't 100% sure what to do with him in season three in particular, but 
for me, when I first started watching Riverdale, and I was a little bit ambivalent about what is going on here, why is Archie's hair so weirdly red, <laughs> it was Luke Perry's performance in that first season that sucked me in, that made me want to keep watching. I was like, I'll watch the Big Fred time. Andrews show. Big time. It was just the fact that he was in it. It was the fact that he had he had come back to television, you know, not as the center of a show, but as a supporting character, and you're remembering, oh my, like Luke Perry's presence on television is something that's really important in my life. And, it actually, and you know. he, like Skeet Ulrich, I think were two of the people who brought it the most in every yes. episode, in every season. Yes, yes, and an anchor for the show, if yeah. you will. And yeah. they were definitely my gateway to the show, and mm-hmm. they elevate the game of the show. And it's really sad that he passed away. I am, I you know, I feel terrible for his family. I, I. I'm grateful that we got to see him do another act in his career where people will really remember him belovedly. Yes. I mean, if you if you yes. look at all the social media from the young actors on that show talking about how he looked after them and how he was so caring, and that's really great to hear because here's someone who's kind of been out of the public eye for the most part. Yep. But came back for the right thing. What do you think will happen with Fred Andrews' character because he's not really doing a ton in the show right now in season I mean, three where we're so at. I mean, so I feel like they're going to, there's, there's two things going on. There's one is like, what serves the story best, but then how do the creators of the show and the cast of the show want to handle the death? And you know that the creators of the show and the cast, they're going to want to handle it with a lot of respect and kind of probably make it something that, um, that will allow them to pay tribute to him. But then you sort of feel like storyline wise, it could be used to create like a, an exciting plot twist, but then if they do that, they it might chip away their ability to really pay tribute to him. So I don't know how they're going to handle it. I feel like it's I feel like it's a bit of a, a a tough situation. It has an obvious answer to me that you know you'll find ways of putting in plot t- twists, take a moment to pay tribute to him, and you know give give him um, a, a, a you know a meaningful goodbye. So so for me. His character has been Archie. The, the Archie in this show, if anyone doesn't watch the show, is at best a well-meaning dummy and at worst <laughs> a morally confused kid who yeah. really, really, really likes to take his shirt off and fight. And yes, even bears. Bears, right? He's, he's fought even, a bear. He'll, he'll even he's fight, fought, fight a bear. He's fought he's bears. Prison he's fought, fights, even... Yeah. Gangs. yeah, underground boxing fights. He's still, yeah. and Fred has been his his Yoda, his or his Obi Wan, his his moral compass, the person who's it, not perfect. He has. Yeah, but the person he judges himself by, the person who gives him the jalopy at the end of season one. Is it the end of yeah. se- no season two? Season, season two, two. And he gives him the jalopy, and and it's like he's always choosing between this dark path and the path of Fred. This yeah. Path. And so I, I think that Fred's already almost died like twice in the show. I don't know if they can kill him off, but they, they will need the presence of Fred to continue to anchor Archie, Archie in the show. So you don't think they're going to kill him off? You think they're just going to kind of keep him as... I think, he, I think either he goes... I think they're going to give him a happy ending. I huh. think that... I wasn't I, expecting that. Okay. I may, maybe they'll kill him off so the Well, I wonder have... because it will have such an impact on Archie's character if he loses his father, you know. Um, and I think it'll have, like, such a catastrophic, like, 
a catastrophic impact where it's either going to like totally right his ways and send him on the good moral path of Fred Andrews, which will kind of become a boring character for the show, or it's going to send him off the rails into destruction where like losing his dad will be, it, they've already hinted at this so many times. It will have such a dramatic effect on Archie's life that if they do kill off the character, I think, I think it will, it could lead to changes. The show is not ready to handle. That's so that's so right on. So what I was thinking maybe is that they have Molly Ringwald plays his mother. So I was thinking maybe there's a scenario whereby Fred gets a happy ending with Molly Ringwald, which is against character a little bit, but has a happy ending with Molly Ringwald. And then they, they for Archie to have a parental figure at this point, he's old enough to not live in, in his, like live with his parents, right? They're going to graduate high school. We can sure. Uh, who I mean, I mean, who knows he, if he's ever going to graduate high school? Those are like, he's, those are like twenty-eight or whatever. Well, yeah, but he's like already failed multiple yeah. grades. He's yeah. slept with his teacher. Like uh-huh. Jughead's graduating. Uh, yeah. Archie probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe they bring Molly Ringwald in every once in a while to fill that parental role and say like, oh, dad's back in Greendale or something like that. Or some other, well, not Greendale, that's where Sabrina is, but some other place. And well, then she uh, mom kinda, lives in Chicago or something? Yeah, where like they maybe, maybe he goes to Chicago. I don't know. I, I just, I, I will be sad if Luke Perry dies in real life and Fred Andrews dies in the show. It'll be like too much for you. You're not ready for that. It's a lot. Um, and, and so... Other maybe he has to go. Maybe he has to go into witness protection. Oh, over Hiram. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they realize he like uncovers like something, and he goes into like witness protection. Okay, I'm that's kind that. of good. And then you know Archie takes over the business or something. Cause oh yeah, I mean ultimately, ultimately, I feel like Archie is going to have to find a way to be the rock star he is in his heart, but earn an honest living. Yeah. And yeah, so how far are you up to the episode where he there's the, the plot no, of the no 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 where I'll the plot of the episode okay no the plot of the episode is a mix between Apocalypse Now, Pulp Fiction, um, uh, oh man, and there's one other movie. There's like th- four movies all mashed up into one episode. No no no, I'm not that far. I I I could give you the plot points of where I am, but I don't want to give too many okay. spoilers. But right. um. Things are getting steamy with Josie. Oh yeah, exactly. The steam. Yeah. Jarchi is Jarchi is happening. Yeah. So I'm at like the first moments of that. Um. And but uh, Vlad's going out tonight. So assuming my uh, vampire baby goes to sleep, I will uh be do doing a good Riverdale binge. So other than Riverdale, what is your? So we Lily and I talked about. Dylan McKay, but so what non-Riverdale part for you? It's is... 100% Buffy. I mean, I had that poster in my bedroom as a kid. Oh, I mean, it's 100% did. Buffy. I mean, it's not even a question for me. It was probably Buffy before Dylan McKay, because I probably saw that first and then I was pretty young, so I got into Nino when I was a bit older, that, that, probably in like true. the last few years. When he came back at the end of the series, that's when I got into it I didn't see those first two you know first few seasons he was on it so for me it's really I knew it's like he's he's in Buffy oh my god and did I love that movie and did I love him it's like I I feel like one of my earliest crushes that's so interesting that yeah because on the appropriateness factor that movie was probably more appropriate in our house than 90210 would have been yeah plus we couldn't really get 90210 because we were in Canada and only people who had the weird like cable box that got Fox I literally literally remember I still remember some of his lines from the movie where like 
there's a bunch of vampires and she's like, we got a whole lot of problems out there. And he's like, and I got a bag of solutions here. And he has like a bag of like wooden stakes he's made for her. And then they're going like, to go kill them. I mean, like, I remember it so well. Ugh, and I just, him. I remember when he shaves off his soul patch. <laughs> with like one little flick of his blade he just goes <laughs> I was like that yeah. man is so cool so cool well, he's like 30 but he's da- and he's dating a high schooler but he's so cool <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch that actually so alright so let's let's bid adieu to Luke Perry and let's just talk about what, what have you been watching lately what are you what so are you I these started days? I started the show Bodyguard with starring Rob Stark Whitney Houston of the of the no Rob Stark starring, oh my star, god starring that Rob guy, Stark of, that guy's uh, like watching paint dry of the uh, of the Winterfells <laughs> or the is that where they're from no yeah, yeah, where are they from Winterfell <laughs> he's the boring uh, brother who got killed and who they took three seasons to kill right yeah. okay. but I have to say he's boring but he's so smoldery I don't mind watching him <laughs> he's just like dark and intense and brooding and you're like. I love his one-dimensional acting. It's is, keeping is, me hooked in. Is, his, is he a bodyguard in this? Or so is he, he being play, bodyguarded? So, okay, so there's things you need to understand about the show. So he plays... Okay, so this is a British show where I don't really understand how things work or why they do things. Like, there's a scene where he's, like, chasing after a bad guy and runs into a building with, like, a machine gun and then takes like a little baseball hat out and puts it on and it's like a police hat and everyone's like oh he's the police like as if that's all you need in london is just like a little policeman's baseball hat to like identify he is very smooth (laughs) (laughs) but um so i don't really get how it works but he's some sort he's like a cop and then somehow the cop becomes can be a uh like a what's it called what are those what are the like the security people that right no no like uh in a beef eater you're a, just, I can't. A London cabbie? No, although that is a good one. No, um, what's it called when you're someone's security person? A bodyguard. Like in, in, yeah, when you're the I guess you're their bodyguard. Security the detail. Name of the show. Yeah. Sec- so somehow he gets. I, I think he's a he's a cop, but then somehow becomes the security detail on whatever the the house secretary is. Is that like Secretary of State in the, the UK? The, the the home secretary. Home secretary. Yeah. Okay. So he becomes her. That, that's not the the foreign secretary is the is the is the equivalent of the secretary of state. The home okay, secretary right, so is like the secretary of homeland. Yeah. Of, of homeland so security. So he becomes her. Anyway, it's, he becomes her her personal or her head of personal security. So he's like not just like on her personal detail. He's like in charge of all of it. But it's like kind of a mysterious show. You're unclear if he you know is just very professional and going to protect her. He has some sort of like secret vendetta against her and might have it out for her. There's romance, there's intrigue, there's some huge plot twists in it that you do not see coming. Um, I will tell you that. And it's also like very British, so kind of like weird and slow at parts and things that make no sense to me whatsoever. Where I'm like, if it was the American version, they would do just like the interesting version of it that's not accurate. But, um, but and I Kiefer, do. And Kiefer Sutherland would be the. The bodyguard and the home secretary. Yeah, yeah, at the same time. So he'd be guarding himself. So, um, but I will say that like episodes one and two, I was like, sure, all right, yeah, I guess we're watching this. It's interesting enough, and I like watching him on screen. Um, And then there are some huge plot twists that come along that I was like, oh damn, it's like big enough. Let me guess, he goes to a wedding. 
and everyone everyone turns out bad and kills everybody (laughs) i mean it's like that level of a plot twist where you're like oh shit i thought this show was about one thing but now i guess i'm getting to the deeper layer of what it's really about and the whole time it's like that um it's listen it's not as good as um as uh uh the 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 clone show with the Tatiana, oh, Orphan, Black. Black, Orphan Black. It's not. It's nowhere nearly as good as Orphan Black, but it's that which, level which... of plot twist where, like, you keep going like a layer deeper and a layer deeper and a layer deeper, and so it's very intriguing. Uh, which our dear friend Alana made a funny observation on the on an, <laughs> the episode with Mila when Lily just used every scenario we played in Rex RX as an opportunity to recommend Orphan Black. It's so really true. I feel like Alana it's a thought that show. was a great bit. So great. Alana, um anyway, so so I'm watching that. I haven't finished it. I have like one and a half episodes left. We were I mean, also keep in mind it's that type of show where you know, if you are tired enough, you might just fall asleep. <laughs> but but it is really good. Uh, so I'm watching that. Are you watching uh, The Rookie with Nathan Fillion? Not consistently, but I've seen a handful of episodes. It's, like, not a great show. I don't like any of the other cops on the show, except the woman who was also on the, <gasps> the Liev Shriver show. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? She was on Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan, mm-hmm. So other than that, the other characters are kind of lame. But he's just so wonderful. I love watching he, him as an old man fish out of water solving it, mysteries. It, exactly. No, exactly. That's how I feel about it. It's like, it's not a great show. I've, well, I've watched a handful of episodes here and there. But every time I just see him being a fish out of water, which we know you love. Oh, I love um, a fish out of water. It's just charming. He's charming. Um, so I'm watching that. Um, I, I don't know if you and Lil talked about Russian Doll, but um, I was skeptical the first two episodes. And then I will say it's the one of the best shows i've seen in a really long time i will rewatch the whole hey, thing look, it's totally Na- rewatchable natasha leone star of show dogs with will arnett <laughs> she can oh, carry you know how you feel about anyone that's in show dogs um <laughs> but it's it's so um i think we've talked about it on the show before i feel like we've already talked about russian doll anyways it's really one of like the smartest shows i've seen and it's it's very existential and dark and funny and cool great characters yeah what um tell me about umbrella academy because i'm watching deadly class and i feel like there's this rash of movies about okay, like violent so, misfits that are all so come of shows that all came out at the same time let's start with how i ended up watching umbrella academy i watched umbrella academy because you and lily were watching deadly class and i turned on my apple tv and and I could not for the life of me remember the name of the show you guys were watching. <laughs> and I saw Umbrella Academy and said, oh, something about like assassins or murders or supernatural powers. This must be it. How many brand new TV shows could there possibly be about this exact same subject? <laughs> That's so based on a comic book. Umbrella Academy only realizing after seeing like four episodes that it was a completely different show that you guys were watching. Yeah. Um, I can tell you it has these wonderful hints of the fact that it's Canadian that make me love oh, it. It's like a really I fun show to watch Canadian. to point out the subtle Canadian things like someone's accent or you know, like you know, maybe things some like ketchup that. chips. Yeah, like things like that. So, um, or things that they're trying to make look American, but you're like, mm, you got that wrong. You know, yeah. like a cab. You know, things like that. <laughs> so, um, so that so it's really fun. Um, and I like it enough that I put it on while I'm cooking dinner or cleaning up. And I've watched a few episodes on a plane, but I don't feel 
very committed or invested in the like story or what's going to really happen. So I, I think it's well done. I think it's fun. It's interesting. It's, you know, I would recommend it to the right person, but I'm not, I'm not desperate to go back for the next step. Okay. And, yeah, and it's uh, and it's basically sorry. And the premise of the show is that it's uh, there's the supernatural event where like all these babies are born on the same day, and some wacky billionaire adopts seven of them and raises oh them as his own children, and they all have these special supernatural powers. And so now we're flash, you know, flash forward to them as adults. Um, and one of the siblings is like aware of a, of a apocalypse that's coming and I guess they're trying to stop it and it, you know, kind of dealing with all the family drama between them because there's a lot of weird family drama um, and then also stopping the bad guys and the coming apocalypse. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like De- Deadly classes like that, but think of it more like Breakfast Club meets Kill Bill. This this has that kind of vibe. It's extremely violent. This show, oh, okay. like shockingly, is it extremely violent, or am I thinking of something else? No, you know what's extremely violent? The spy who dumped me. Do you notice how violent that movie? Yeah, was? it was like hilarious. It was like it was, '90s level violence. It was like it violent was bananas. humor. Also, I loved that movie. <laughs> okay, good. Like <laughs> legitimately enjoyed it. Did not care about the plot holes. Had so much fun. Laughed out loud to myself didn't even need someone with me so i would enjoy it <laughs> had the best time that's full awesome. recommend on that that makes me happy yeah. okay anything else you want to recommend before we head out um yes uh no no no, no okay. i mean no not really any that's, shout that's outs any shout outs yeah i want to give a shout out to our cousin jonathan who has been staying with me this week he's on spring break from yes, his cousin first year Jonathan, of college. The youngest of our generation. The youngest of our generation visiting me. He has turned out to be such a cool, sweet kid. We're having so much fun. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely sad he's leaving tomorrow. It's been a really great visit. So shout well, out Jonathan, to Jonathan. Well, Jonathan, why don't you come and visit me next? You're welcome to come anytime. Well, he's in Arizona, so maybe you should visit him next time you go to a dude ranch. That's a good point. Does he live near? Uh, well, anyways. Okay. Yep. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to shout out to our other cousin, Jesse, because he was the one who, who recommended Umbrella Academy for the first time. Jesse, who is who is doing amazing stuff with the Tacos and Turntables podcast, which people should check out. They eat, and they have awesome pop culture conversations. So check that out. And with that, where can people follow you? At PaperBKPrincess on uh, Twitter. And you can follow me at Pancake4Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Friday Night Movie Podcast on FridayNightMoviePod.com or at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, we will be at the All-Star Comic Con in June, June 7th, 8th, and 9th. And Mike and Kevin are cooking up amazing stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, Beck, thanks for doing this. I know it's been a crazy week. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so happy we did it. All right. L- love you. Cool. Love you. Bye. Bye.